I'm a big believer that your relationship with productivity, whatever that is, uh, can be improved by taking a holistic look at your life. So this week, we're talking nutrition and diet. This is a great chat with Nikki Burnett, a functional nutritionist, health detective, and the founder of Taste Life Nutrition. So we're going to talk about how nutrition and diet affects our productivity. Uh, Does coffee really have an impact first thing in the morning? I think it does. And uh, is the afternoon low? related to diet. Stand by for lots of advice, including some cooking tips as well. Uh, Check out the show notes for Nikki's website and socials. And don't forget to subscribe to the pod. Let's get to it. Hi, Nikki. Hi, how are you? I'm not bad. Thanks for doing this. I've been eating well today. I knew you were coming on the podcast, so I've been eating well. (laughs) Well, good. I hope you eat well from now on. (laughs) Absolutely. No snacks. No snacks. I'm starving. I could just, I need some chocolate. I shouldn't. (laughs) Dark chocolate. Dark chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Right, let's get into it. Um, I'm going to give you 30 seconds to tell everybody um, who you are and what you do, starting about now. All right. So I am a functional nutritionist. I also call myself a health detective, uh, founder of Taste Life Nutrition. I'm a radio show host and podcaster as well. Um, and functional nutrition just means I dig for the root cause. I look to understand what it is that's going on with the body, why it's in dysfunction and how we can address it so the body can do the rest of its job. Um, how's that? For 30 seconds? <laughs> Where's your website? <laughs> Oh, the website, Taste Life Nutrition. <laughs> Go on, give it a blast. Where's the website? It's tastelifenutrition.com. The uh, the sound uh, threw me off. I wasn't expecting the sound. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it stop talking sound. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love the phrase health detective because it is a little bit like that, isn't it? Because I've, I mean, I'm old, so I've gone through lots of different diets and I've, I've tried to do things and cut things out and put things back in and do all of this sort of thing. And it, and a lot of the time it is very much sort of like hit and miss and, and kind of, you know, do I feel better if I stop eating bread, for example? Yeah, there, there's a lot to it. And so it is really about understanding the root cause of what's going on. But sometimes it is as simple as bread because, you know, we have, you know, in our days today and the way bread is made, it, mm. it is really hard on the body and can create a lot of junk and, and create fatigue, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we'll mm-hmm. talk about bread later because I want to get on to fatigue and lulls yeah. and things like that a little bit later. Um, mm-hmm. But kind of explain to us, um, how nutrition and diet can affect our productivity? Well, it's interesting. Um, you know, it, when we are eating well, the body functions well. And hmm. so one of the things that I like to tell people is, um, you know, food is communication. And, you know, it's this really beautiful thing. And what I really love about nutrition is, is understanding that food is a language. And so we're eating good, healthy food. And it speaks to our cells and to our DNA and our body's like, okay, I got this. I know exactly what I'm supposed to do. But if we're eating unhealthy food, if it's, you know, fake food, processed food, it's got the chemicals, the preservatives, the colorings, all of these things in it, it sends a really unclean, broken line of communication to the cells and to the DNA. And so then the body, you know, it just becomes confused and it starts sending up these red flags, right? So red flags can be 
fatigue, uh, you know, you poor mental health, you can't focus, you're irritable, you're depressed, you know, your energy levels tank, um, you know, you don't think well, right? So this, yeah. all of these things are going to affect productivity if you are inflamed and you have, you know, these chronic conditions that, that so many of us are dealing with and stress, um, it all is going to affect productivity. Yeah, I, I, I remember... Oh, years and years and years and years ago, um, I was I was at a railway station. I'd just come back from a job and it was it was late at night. So I was at a railway station, absolutely starving. I hadn't had anything to eat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went into the local supermarket. I don't know what you call them in, in, a, in the States, but we call, in the UK, we call it a supermarket, like a big grocery store. Yep. And, um, and, and I picked up one of those triangular plastic containers with a sandwich inside it, right? And this was a, a, a ham salad sandwich. So it, it was basically two slices of bread with, I presume, some sort of spread on it, right? And mm. there was one piece of very thin ham and some salad. And it was sealed in a plastic box. And I, I looked at the label and it said there was four grams of salt in it. Uh-huh. And, and, I, and like six is like your daily limit, I think. Uh-huh. for a, a, And it's like... Are you trying to kill me? This stuff's not good for us, is it? <laughs> salt, salt is salt as your everyday white table salt is a huge problem because hmm. it's it, it's it's all of the trace minerals that are supposed to be in good, healthy, beautiful salt are taken out, and it's only sodium chloride. So yes, when it comes to that kind of salt, it's hugely problematic. Yeah, but. If we're if we are eating salt, I don't I don't I don't want people to be afraid of salt when it's good healthy salt from the earth that's not been, you know, messed with yeah. essentially because it is you know these are good these are minerals these are trace minerals we don't get enough trace minerals in our diet so salt is a good thing but yes we do have to be very careful of the type of salt yeah but if you made that sandwich at home with a couple of pieces of bread and some a little a slice of ham or something and a and a little a little bit of salad. I, I, it wouldn't have fog. What is it just to make stuff last longer on the shelf? Do you think that they pile the well, stuff? Well, it could in? be ham. Yeah. I think ham because of the processing Salt, it goes salty, through. It's pretty yeah. salty anyway. Yeah. So you know, I think the biggest thing to be careful of is, are just you know when it comes to the food that you purchase, whether you're you, it's a quick food like that or the food that you're putting in your refrigerator, it's yeah. really all about the ingredients. You know, does it contain nitrates and nitrites? These things are super toxic. So it's an awareness. And bread itself, that's just conventionally, just conventional bread, is so full of, it's going to be full of salt. It's going to be yeah. full of chemicals and, and, and synthetic nutrients and things that we, we don't need. Yeah. Yeah. I got a bread maker. And my daughter's oh, got a bread maker, and they're great. They're, they're great. They're, you, you could you actually see what's going into it. But yeah. what I noticed was that if you if you want a quick loaf of bread, you have to put more sugar and more salt in it because <laughs> to make it cook quicker, right? <laughs> and, and I'm thinking to myself that the big companies, the major bread making companies, they're piling the sugar and the salt in to make the bread quicker, so they can make more in a shorter time, aren't they? Well, yeah, it's it's that as well as we have been conditioned to want more salt and more sugar. Mm. We are very desensitized to the to those flavors because all of our food is so high in them. Yeah, I remember as a kid, um, and I grew up very in, you know very standard what we call standard American diet, right? Yeah, 
um, which is not good. And so I remember my mom bringing home strawberries. I would take a strawberry and I would stick it into a bowl of white sugar because it wasn't <laughs> sweet enough. Yeah. And so becoming so desensitized and, and these fake sugars that we eat that the body doesn't recognize and they're so much sweeter than what natural fruit sweetness is that it just creates this desensitization and we just want more. And so it's just, you know, it just keeps compounding with this, yeah. you know, the fake food and the more sugar and the more salt and the more we crave and the more we want it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about coffee. Um, cause yeah. like everybody says like, you know, I can't, I can't get going in the morning unless I've had at least three cups of coffee and, and like coffee helps, you know, if I'm feeling a little bit late morning, I'll have a cup of coffee and I can go again. <laughs> is this, is this true? Does coffee, you know, is it really a, a stimulant like that? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a stimulant. Now is coffee problematic? I think it depends on if you truly see, if you, if you truly need it, if you're like, I can't do anything without coffee, you know, sometimes it's kind of mm. a mental thing. You know, I like the heat, I like the smell, I like the flavor and I can do a cup or two and it's fine. I'm, that's, that's doable. But if it's a, you know, I have to have three cups to get going or I have to have it all throughout the day, mm. then I start to think, okay, what's going on with the body? What's happening with your adrenal glands? What's going on with the liver? What is it that makes you not be able to get through the day without that stimulation of the caffeine? Um, I don't mind coffee. I mm. think that it has its place. Not everybody agrees with that and that's okay because yeah, yeah. not everybody agrees on everything. But my goal for coffee is that it's healthy, it's toxin-free, uh, it's you know been tested for mycotoxins, and so drink it. Yeah. But if there's a need for it, there's a deeper issue. Yeah, yeah. I, do you think it's a rehydration thing? Because I, I always used to have like a, when I wake up in the morning, first thing I always used to do was stick the coffee machine on, have a nice strong cup of coffee, and I would go, oh, yeah, I feel good. <laughs> but 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 now when I wake up in the morning, I have a glass of apple juice. That's the first thing I have when I wake up. And I still uh -huh. feel, oh, do you think it's like a rehydration thing, really? That's a great question. I don't know the answer to that. You know, I think that there's something to, uh, you know, kind of getting up and, you know, you haven't had anything in your system for eight or yeah. so hours. Yeah. And, and you're, you know, a lot of times we crave something, you know, yeah. some people need to break that fast with something. Um, you know, coffee doesn't really break a fast, but the apple juice will. Yeah. So I, you know, some people believe that coffee is actually will dehydrate you and some don't. So I don't really have an answer there, but, um, it's, I think so much of it too, really is kind of mental and emotional or, sure. you know, sort of that. Yeah. I get up, I like my warm cup of coffee. That's what I do. It's my thing. Or now if you create it, it could be lemon juice. It could be apple juice. Um, you know, it's just, we create habits and we want, it's just a need. So what I do is I ask the same uh, three questions to everybody who comes on the podcast. And the first one is, what is your number one productivity tip? If, if you as kind of like a nutritionist had to talk to folk about being more productive what would, what tip would you give them so i think it's two things um it's eat well and move mm. right because we can eat well and not move and it's still problematic we can move yeah. and not eat well and it's problematic we're living in a world of so much convenience and the convenience also is just sitting at our computer all day 
Um, and I think that that is really, really problematic. I, you know, some people yeah. are comparing it to, you know, smoking cigarettes or yeah. us not yeah. moving. So, yeah. um, I mean, I think that's, that's it. Know what you're eating, know your body. Um, don't put junk in it Yeah. and move. And yeah. move. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that thing about the, the food because, because there's t-shirts you can buy, isn't it? So, so like, you know, I go to the gym so I can have another burger or something. You can... Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Eat so, my pizza. I'm like, oh, yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah. Whereas it's still not going to be good for you if you're like eating three burgers a day every single day, but you're going to the gym. It's like, that's right. still not, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. Um, what about sugar? Where does sugar fit into all of this? Because a lot of folks like a bit of sugar first thing in the morning. You know, they've got the cereal, which has probably got sugar in it, and then they slap some more sugar on top of it. Or those muffins you can buy from your, your local <laughs> coffee shop, and it's full of chocolate chips. And, oh. Oh, I'm getting Oh, hungry. I know. Oh, it's delicious. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, does sugar make us do more? Can, can we, you know, does it give us energy? Um, oh, does it give us energy or does it just kind of feed our brain yeah. with, with excessive junk that we don't need? You know, sugar is one of those things that really the, the, the less, the better. Um, now, you know, we have you know, taste buds on our, you know, on our tongue and in our mouth for sweet. So sweet yeah. is normal and natural, but we, but not oversweet, kind of like what we were talking about a few minutes ago. So if you're putting a little bit of natural sugar in your coffee in the morning, and then the rest of your day, your sugar comes from maybe a little bit of fruit, mm. that kind of thing, then I'm, I don't find it too problematic. Mm. But if you're adding a bunch of white sugar to your coffee, and then you're having your energy bars, which are a big problem because yeah. most of them are trash. And then you're having your, you know, grains and your simple carbs or whatever the case may be, just added sugar, added sugar, added sugar. These are the things that are going to create problems. You know, it's going to, it can create the afternoon lull. It can create your, you know, some adrenal dysfunction. It can create some blood glucose dysfunction. So um, it, it really is the the less the sugar, the better we all are. Yeah. Yeah, I, I cut out um, all kind of like added sugar about probably 15 years ago. I, I don't add sugar to anything. The only sugar I get inside me is whatever's in in, in the food and stuff that I that I eat. Um, mm-hmm. And my tolerance for sugar is a lot different. So I will take a piece of, of fruit or I'll take a strawberry, for example, and I'll think it's sweet. Yeah, yeah. I think it's one of the most beautiful things when when my clients come to me and say i am amazed at how sweet this whatever is this berry is now that i've cut out sugar it 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 gives us such an amazing appreciation for this natural god-given gift of of food i love food and food is so beautiful but when when our you know taste buds are skewed a bit and our brains skewed a bit because of all of the fake foods we don't enjoy food for what it is and you know natural food from the earth is it's just so perfect mm. yeah absolutely yeah so so i mean would you recommend folks kind of stay off the sugar a little bit do you think that will help us because, I mean, we'll talk about lulls in a second, but it can give you a bit of a... You, you, you come down off sugar. It's almost like a little bit of a drug, isn't it? Oh, for sure. Yeah, it hits, it hits uh, morphine receptor sites in your brain. So right. it is. it can become, just like gluten, you know, same thing, but it can't... Well, and dairy also, but it can become this 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 
need sort of a, you know, I, I need to have more sugar because yeah. of the way it affects the body. Um, and so certainly it's problematic. And yes, of course, the really staying free of any additional sugars, being really aware of the food that you're eating, you know, eating at home as often as you can, um, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and watching, you know, what you're buying from the store because yeah. everything is so full of sugar. It's, it's really heartbreaking, but, but yes, keep it, just keep just food, food from the earth, right? That's really what it is. Food from yeah. the earth and not from man. Yeah. The supermarkets are trying to kill us. I've been telling my kids this for years. They are. They're trying to kill us. It's like... They are, and it's frustrating. <laughs> but the great thing is that we have we have control, right? Yes. It's, yeah. I have control over what I put into my body and what yeah. I put onto my body and what I what's in my environment, at least for yeah. the most part. And so yeah. they can do all they want, but that's why why you know so much of this stuff is and should be consumer driven because if we don't buy it, it's going to go away. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk afternoon lulls because this guy directly hits productivity, I think. Um, yeah. So many people I talk to have an afternoon lull. You could almost go for a nap. I mean, you could literally go back to bed at three o'clock in the afternoon and not wake up till six. I mean, yeah. if if you could, you, you could do it. Yeah. Um, now, I think it's diet related because I think before we started recording, I mentioned to you that I cut all bread out of my out of my diet, um, sort of like in the morning and, and at lunchtime, no bread at lunchtime. And I don't get any lulls anymore, but I used to get terrible lulls so I could have a nap. So it's, is the afternoon lull, do you think it is diet related? I think it can have, it can be re related to a few things, um, but absolutely, I think a huge part of it is diet related. Um, going back to sitting all day, that can be a problem. We don't yeah. have good circulation. We can't yeah. focus. You know, the brain gets tired if we don't get enough oxygen to it. Yeah. You know, the screen makes us makes us you know tired, makes our brain tired. But yes, I mean, we can all of the biggest thing is all of these things lead to stress. Stress is this, you know, whether it's an external stress or an internal stress. Inflammation is stress. Unhealthy food is stress. Um, alcohol is stress. Drugs are stress. So the body has all of these stressors that it's trying to deal with. And so stress increases blood glucose. And so when blood glucose is increased then insulin is increased, and so you start to have, um, you know, these, these insufficiencies with your, with these, with blood glucose, sorry, blood glucose and the hormones and your stress hormones. So once you have, you know, you know, a significant amount of dysfunction going on there, you know, then your blood glucose, gosh, I can't even talk. Your blood glucose drops and yeah. it makes you tired. Right. Right. And so you have, you know, some people have what's called uh, reactive hypoglycemia. So if you get tired in the afternoon, there know that it's a symptom. You know, it's a symptom sure. just means your body's talking to you. And so taking the time to understand it and understand why, which is exactly what you did, is you started by taking out the things that made the most sense to take out. Yeah. And it was that simple. It's not always that simple, but it was that simple. So good for you for for jumping and figuring it out. Yeah, I mean, it took me a while because, I mean, I took lots of different... It's like trial and error, isn't it? I did take out lots of things and put other things back in because I was thinking to myself, surely I must be able to kind of last through the day without having to go to sleep. I mean, I've just yeah. slept for eight hours, surely. And, like, if you get up and you go outside and you go for a walk, you go for a bit of a run or something like that, it does energise you again and you get you feel better. You can 
still keep going. It's just that that lull. Um, but it, yeah, I mean, I took out dairy. That didn't work. I took out uh, all sorts of different things that it didn't work. And then it was bread for me. I mean, that that was it. Is it yeah. different for different people? It is. It is. But I will say that bread or you know, gluten containing bread is is it's really hard on a body, um, especially, you know, here in the United States where we mess with our food so much mm, and same of here. Course in other places as well. OK, mm, good to yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, it's we, we mess with our food. We 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 create we have, you know, hybridized gluten to such an or to wheat to such an extent that there's so much gluten. Like I said, it, it hits it, it bypasses the blood brain barrier, which creates a big problem. And so it's really, really inflammatory. And then you add on the pesticides and the herbicides and it's just it's really problematic. It, you know, a lot of people believe that gluten free is a fad and it really, really is not um, probably 90 yeah. percent of the people I work with, 95 percent of the people I work with, once they stop it, they notice the change. It's significant. It can be, you know, GI related. It can be mental and emotional related. It can be joint pain. You name it. It's it's a uh, it really is a problem. Yeah, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you like gluten intolerant or something, because that would that be a different thing. So you, there's a difference between gluten intolerance and then gluten allergies and then yeah, right. your autoimmune, you know, issues with gluten like celiac disease, right? Sure. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes, there are some differences, but my what I think, you know, so I do some um, some genetic testing where we can see these variants on if you have the potential to be intolerant to gluten and, you know, some other things. But there's only one person in my entire time of practicing that I've ever seen who had no variants that had the potential of being sensitive to gluten. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I never realised it. I uh, n never once realised it. But it probably is the gluten, isn't it? I would imagine that's that, and, and removing that has has helped. Yes. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. Because I bet if there's so, I know that there are some breads now. It's really fun with with the quote unquote gluten free fad. Yeah. That all of these other interesting and more healthy foods are coming out now. They're not just because it's gluten free doesn't mean it's healthy. But there's some great nut based breads that I really like. Um, yeah. And my bet is if you brought bread back into your diet, but it was a nut based bread that's healthy, it's good for your microbiome, yeah. that you would not have that afternoon lull. The second question I ask everyone is uh, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Uh, this could be like life advice or productivity advice or anything like that from a mentor or teacher. What's, what's your best bit? So I think it's. <laughs> it's funny because I'm going to tell you that this actually comes from me because I believe mm -hmm. it so wholeheartedly and I believe that it's important to to take to heart. But it's you are a miracle. Treat yourself like one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When we're born or when somebody is born, we always refer to it as it's a little miracle. Yeah, it's a big miracle. Huge miracle. Well, yeah. I, I got two little granddaughters and when I saw oh. saw them both for the first time, it was like magnificent. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's it's so much perfection and so many things have, have to happen perfectly in order for our little people to be created, for us to be created. It's so, so beautiful. Um, and then we should treat ourselves that way. We are miracles. It's 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 amazing. Yeah. Why Why do you think we stop thinking like that about ourselves when we get older? 
That's that's a loaded question. It's another podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it is weird because I'd never thought it until you mentioned that it's you always do say it's a little miracle. But then mm-hmm. when that little miracle is 45 years old, <laughs> they're, yeah. they're not a miracle anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's sad because it's you you've lived 45 years. That's that's yeah. a miracle. You've lived 80 years. Yeah. It's a miracle. It's beautiful. Um so, you know, I think that, you know, we grow up and we have histories by that point and all of the things that happen in life. But my hope is in when I when I speak to my clients or speak to people or whatever it is that I say that and it's taken to heart because it's so true. So how can we incorporate kind of healthy eating into our lives? I, a lot of people find it hard really hard having to cook with ingredients having to cook from you know chop all the vegetables up make the sauce yourself out of out of things and and produce something from scratch it takes time and everybody's busy how how do we do this yeah you know i learned i've learned i've learned a few things over the years for myself you know my my husband and i are both entrepreneurs and you know with all the craziness of of what goes into it and i still cook we almost always eat at home yeah so the things that i do uh, well and you know some people really like meal planning and i think that's awesome you know um some people that's how they work they take their sunday they prep for the week they may take it and freeze it they may just whatever it is that they do that works it does work really really well but this is not the way that i operate right you know we're in colorado we go to the mountains we have a yard we've got dogs we have all of Mm. these things that we like to do on the weekends so when i cook i tend to cook much larger than i would cook for just two people, Mm. um, extra meat. Usually it's the, you know, sort of the base of it is the extra meat because that's the stuff that you can put in the refrigerator and it's good. What I like to do then is whatever I've created, then the next day, whether it's lunch or dinner or whatever it might be, I create something that's a little bit different. So if we have steak one night, we have leftovers, I may chop it up and we have, you know, tacos or taco salad or, you know, take your pick, but each day you can then take it and make it exactly the same. If that's, what's easy or just pull it out and eat it cold. I've been known to do that a lot because I'm just ready to eat and get back to work. (laughs) Um, and, or you can, you know, take the time to make something new. So that's what really works for me is just cooking larger meals. Um, you know, you can do things like, you know, when you're, when you are chopping, chop a lot all at once. You have yeah. things bagged up in the freezer yeah. uh, or in the refrigerator. There are, you know, easy snacks. This is a big one because people, I don't like for most people snacking. I think it can become problematic, mm-hmm. but sometimes we still need stuff that's easy and on the go. And if we're really hungry, we need something quick and easy and healthy to grab. So grass fed beef jerky boiled eggs, you know, nut-based bread, like I said, coconut yogurt, berries, cucumbers, and hummus, things that are quick and easy and, and, and certainly healthy. Right. Um, and I think use your freezer. If you have leftovers, stick in the freezer so it's easy to pull out. Yeah. We tend, yeah, I, I I do that. I I use my freezer a lot. I cook too much and then I freeze and I make sure I've got absolutely loads and loads of meals. I also get into the habit of the weekends is I make a I make a quiche. Do you have quiches in in America? Do you have? Quiches? Yeah, we do. Quiche. I love it. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and, and I basically just, just throw whatever's at the bottom of the fridge into the quiche. It doesn't, doesn't really matter. But it freezes really, really well. So I'll chop it up into little pieces and it goes in. It's lunch. That's great. Every day. Yeah. And so smart. Uh, you know, I'll do the same thing. And that's kind of how I cook, too. I look at the fridge, what's been in there the longest, mm. and that's what I cook. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do, do you think we need to, because I know I'm, I was guilty of it. I'm not anymore, but I, I think it comes with age after a while, I think. Um, but when I was particularly in my 20s and my 30s, I wanted to eat what I damn well wanted to eat right now. If I haven't got it in the damn fridge, then I'm going to go and buy it. <laughs> right. Do you know what I mean? It's not like looking in the fridge and thinking, what can I make from this? It's thinking in your head, this is what I want. If I haven't got it in there, I'm just going to go buy it. Yeah. And, and, you know, sometimes it's just what you do. I think anybody Mm. can do that. It's a matter of how often are you doing it? Yeah. Um, You know, I hate the, the phrase everything in moderation. I think that's really problematic. I hate it when people say that. But... Um, if you do that, you know, once or twice a month, then it's probably not the worst thing in the world. It's not great. But if it's something that you're doing every day, several times a week, and it's all, you know, I want what I want, and it's a McDonald's burger, you know, those are the things that they're going to quickly, quickly add up. Yeah. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I'd really love to just go and have, like, fish and chips or something from my local chippy every night. Uh-huh. It's a very English thing to do, isn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> But um, I know, I know it. I know it's really bad for me, and it's cooked in fat for a start. It can't be good for you. <laughs> well, fat is good. We need fat, but it yes. depends on the fat that it's cooked in. So, can nutrition and diet affect our sleep? Do you think? Oh yes. Mm. Yeah. In what sort of ways? So it, it so nutrient de- nutrient deficiencies. Um, if your body's not functioning properly, you're probably not going to be sleeping well. So, you know, you can have a hormonal dysregulations. You can be deficient in B1 and magnesium. You can have low melatonin. You know, if you're, if you're, uh, you know, your, your sleep is off and you're not getting enough sunlight, right? That's a mm. big part of it as yeah. well. But, you know, it can, again, it goes back to stress. So if you're not eating well, um, you're having, you're going to have nutrient deficiencies. You're going to have more inflammation. It's going to again go back to creating more stress, which is going to elevate your cortisol, which that spikes when you sleep and then you wake up. Uh, yeah. So you can be overnourished, which means you're eating more than you should. Yeah. That can that can disrupt sleep. You said this a few minutes ago. Alcohol can disrupt sleep. So mm. um, a lot of these things are going to play a role in our sleep patterns. Yeah, do, do 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 we need to stop having a crafty little glass or two of wine or a little whiskey before bed? Do, do we need to stop doing that, really? Tell me I don't. Tell me I can still do it. <laughs> I think it depends on how many nights a week you're doing it. I mean, I'm not sat there with like a bottle of whiskey and a brown paper bag or something. I mean, it's not that, but it's like a nice little, just a nice little, little fancy whiskey. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. And, you know, a lot of people think that they, they, they have to have their drink before bed because it helps them sleep. But actually, mm. it. A little bit of alcohol is not going to help you sleep better. It actually is disruptive to your sleep cycle. So, I mean, everybody, not everybody, most people have mm. their cocktails and I get it. I do the same thing, yeah. but I am, I'm also super aware that it always affects my sleep. So yeah. we make our own choices. I mean, that's the beautiful thing about life, right? Is we make our own choices, but it's, it's, it's about being knowledgeable about the choices that you're making and knowing 
you know, whatever choice you make, what's going to happen with that choice. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, one thing I've noticed particularly, if I do have maybe one, you know, extra little whiskey in the evening, then I'll get to sleep fairly quickly, but then I'm awake at like four. Yep. And then I'm knackered by the time I get up at seven or half six yeah. or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, because I've been awake since four, and right, and, exactly. and I'm sure that's the alcohol that does that. Because when when I don't drink anything, I just sleep right through. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it's tough. It is. It's really tough on a body. There, you know, there's the thought that, um, or you know, the the it's not a thought, but there's those who tell us who believe that wine is healthy for us. Yeah. Um maybe back maybe if it's a good organic wine and you have just a little bit but really we can get all of the good things out of wine from other foods uh you know alcohol yeah. is not great for us it's hard on our liver it's full of sugar uh it's not all of it but it, yeah it can be tough so when people say a glass of wine a day is good for me i i don't think it is yeah i remember back in the 80s that there was this thing going around in in the uk that like a, a glass of red wine every evening it was good for you and it was it would like strip all the cholesterol from your veins and things like that because it was like a certain chemicals in it or something i don't know whether it's complete nonsense or not but um I think a lot of people decided that a glass of wine that it turned into maybe a bottle, so it was a, probably a little bit too much. Exactly, and it's the resveratrol that you're talking about. And so yeah. resveratrol is an amazing, amazing uh, nutrient or, or, or chemical. It's anti-inflammatory. Um, so yes, it does contain resveratrol. But again, we can get resver res gosh, resveratrol in our food. We don't have to get it from wine. So, so the final little question I ask everybody is, um, is what's your secret procrastination? Because everybody kind of wastes a bit of time when they're meant to be working. They just like drift off somewhere and do something which they're not meant to do. What's your secret procrastination? Secret procrastination, which I really recently, fairly recently, I'm trying to control more. But I feel like, you know, as a an entrepreneur, you know, you've got to do your own marketing. You've got to do all of these things. Yeah. And you get on Facebook or even LinkedIn or Instagram and you're doing your posting, you think you're working and then you, you just veer off into yeah. these other places, right? <laughs> and you start watching a monkey climbing out of a sewer. Yes, yes. So it's, it is ridiculous. But what I've done now is I, any of those tabs that I have up, as soon as I'm done, I close them down. Yeah. So I don't go back to them because it, it, yeah, it creates a huge productivity problem. Yeah. Do you think sometimes procrastination might be like a little bit of a kind of like, you know, when you you feel as if you just don't want to do anything, you just want to have a break. It's, it's kind of like your brain telling you that you need a little bit of a rest. Yes, uh, I do. And I think, you know, depend if you if this happens a lot, if you find yourself procrastinating mm. a lot and you need breaks a lot, like you're not able to focus. To me, that's something deeper going on. But if you've been sitting at your at your desk for four hours and you feel like you need to procrastinate, maybe that means you need to get up yeah, and go yeah, outside yeah. and get yeah, some sun yeah. and let your brain rest. Certainly. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's one of my favorite things is to get away and just go outside and sit in the sun. Yeah, we weren't born to sit in chairs, were we? We really no. weren't. No, no, no. Um, so it, if, we, if, we, if, if you were talking to somebody... Like who is feeling a little bit unproductive, they wanted to like boost themselves a little bit, they wanted to get a little bit more done. Um, are there any kind of dietary strategies that you would kind of say to them, put this in place to get 
get going? How, how would you kind of like plan things out? Hmm. I think, yeah, I think it would be know what you need. But for me, it's always, you know, having access to something that's quick and healthy if I need to eat. So yeah. quick and healthy. Um, I, for me personally, I know that I don't have great focus. So I, I focus on my brain, focus on my brain health. So I'm eating good, healthy fats. I'm, eat, I'm you know, getting good, healthy omega-3 fatty acids. Um, you know, there are a couple of brain boosting supplements that I take that help help me to focus. And so knowing and being aware of where maybe your deficiencies are or where, mm -hmm. you know, you might have some problems in addressing those uh, for me is has been what has been the most helpful. But it just goes back to you're going to be more productive and more effective if your body is moving, if you're putting in good stuff, if you're putting good stuff on your skin, really mm. important too, because putting a lot of the conventional stuff that we put on our skin is, again, it's super problematic. It puts a really, yeah. it puts a big toxic burden on the body, um, which can just weigh it down. And yeah, yeah it just yeah. adds to the... That's I'm, to the load. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, I haven't, I'm not, I mean, I'm a little bit leathery myself, but I mean, I, I have for many years now, I buy this organic soap stuff, which is like 100% like natural products, but it's got little grains of seaweed inside it as an exfoliating oh. thing, which is very cool. Yeah. It's very, and it smells of oranges, which is quite nice. I love it. That's great. Yeah. Um, Nikki, thanks ever so much for your time. Um, I could chat for hours about this, to be fair. Um, where, where can we find you? Where's your website and your social media bits? Everything is Tastes Like Nutrition. So the website, I also have a free assessment on the website. So cool. anybody's welcome to reach out. My goal always is to be a resource um, in whatever way that I can. So um, then, you know, Tastes Like Nutrition, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, you name it. Um, I, I'm not the best at, at it, but I am yeah. pretty active. Uh, I also have Taste Life Nutrition Radio, where we stream cool. live every Thursday, and the podcast, Taste Life Nutrition Podcast. Fantastic. What I'll do is I'll put a bunch of links in the show notes so everybody can just tap on those and, and find you pretty quickly. Wonderful. Thank you. Um, Nikki, thanks ever so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you. It's been a pleasure, and I've enjoyed it so much. I appreciate it. Thanks again to Nikki for a time. Don't forget to check out the links in the show notes and subscribe if you've enjoyed the episode. You can find the pod on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon. It's absolutely everywhere. Just search for the Triple T Productivity Podcast. Thanks for listening.